This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. IowaCatholicRadio.com and now broadcasting on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. It was the best thing I've ever done for my spiritual life, and I'm not shy at letting everyone know I lost weight, about 125 pounds worth many years ago. I found a little bit back, yes, but what it did for my relationship with the Lord was mind-blowing, and I realized the effect that taking care of my body has on my soul. My guest today knows that more than anyone. I've had him on my morning show and I said, look, we, we've got to talk about this longer. I need it just as much as anyone else. He's a CEO of Bishop Barron's Word on Fire Catholic Ministries and he's here to talk about the seven principles for health and fitness. Father Steve Gruno. Uh, thanks so much, Father Steve, for coming on. John, it's great. It's just a pleasure to be with you. How many push-ups this morning? There's 200 so far. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> You did 200 already? Well, I get up, you know, I do my morning prayer, and I do my push-ups. Uh, they're, they're kind of um, coterminous with one another. My goodness. What's your favorite lift? <laughs> Probably the deadlift. The that's got to be everybody. That's got to be everybody's Dude, favorite. I've seen those biceps, man. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, how did you get into this? Did you struggle with your weight? Did you kind of find fitness through the back door? What happened? I didn't struggle with my weight in, in terms of being overweight. I was, I'm, a, I've got a, I'm a small-framed guy, so it was mostly kind of being concerned about being underweight. Hmm. And so the way to deal with that is, is just through weightlifting. And, and once I started doing that, it really kind of changed the way I looked at myself, looked at everything. When was this? Was this years ago? Was it when you were a priest that you really started taking your, your fitness seriously, your health? I really saw the necessity of it. You know, I, I looked away throughout you know, my teenage years and everything, but when I, when I arrived at the seminary, I saw that this was going to be an essential part of, of who I was going to be as a priest, uh, that it was kind of a, a non-negotiable. It was something necessary for the Church. Um, and this is this might sound like kind of a sad story or something, but I noticed the kind of lack of physical fitness and conditioning in a lot of the the guys around me and in a lot of the priests, and it really struck me. But one of the things that really took this uh, home for me was uh, after I was ordained, I was in a parish, and I was talking to a family about um, vocations and encouraging um, uh, young men to be priests and things like that, and. And the uh, father and the family looked at me, you know, straight on and said, I'd never encouraged my son to be a priest. Wow. And I, I, I was generally taken aback because this was a devout Catholic family. And, and I said, you know, why, why would we do that? He goes, they don't seem to be physically healthy. Hmm. And I want my children to lead kind of physically healthy, productive lives. Now that and, had to and weigh on you. I, I, I thought to myself, wow, wow. They're, you know, the lay people are really watching us. They're really making assessments, not just on you know the quality of our preaching or or something like that, but the, about our lifestyle. That's uh, they're looking at our lifestyle and seeing well is is the way they're living have a positive or negative impact on them, and if it's and if it's having a negative impact, they're seeing it not as as a good way of life. So that really brought it to home to me. He would never remember this, but I, I was at Mundelein for a period of time. Uh, many of my listeners know I was in the seminary three and a half years, and Bishop Barron was my professor. 
Uh, and my claim to fame is not that he was my professor for uh, for a couple classes, but that we had the same workout time when he was in town. Uh, and I would always go down, and he'd be on the bike, and of course he'd be listening to Dylan or something like that. And I and I would get on the treadmill. But I mean, you talk about a guy that um, that really took care of himself, and I'm sure he still does. It was really interesting to be able to see that. That had an effect on me to see a priest in the gym like that. My former, my previous rector was always in the gym as well, and he's the one that kind of called me out to change my life. So this is interesting that you talk about yeah. that. You know, one of the kind of areas that are. Or, or situations in life where I'm a really good evangelist is actually in the gym. Wow. Uh, when I'm around people and they they kind of discover, hey, this guy's a priest, hmm. and conversations begin and, and relationships build, and, and suddenly, you know, you're bringing people back into the church. I want to get to your article because... Uh... I thought this was incredible. Wordonfire.org is where you can find it, friends, if you want to follow along with us, Father Steve Grunow. Uh, it's the pre, a priest's seven principles for health and fitness, and you really kick it off uh, with, I think, is my favorite one. Number one of the seven principles, your body is made for mission. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean that your body's not just your personal property to do with whatever you want. That's a very secular way of understanding your body. Your body's a gift. It's given to you by God for a particular purpose, and that purpose is your mission. And so that body that you have is kind of on loan to you, and, and God has directed towards a particular purpose. So, as I said, your body's not yours to do with whatever you want. You've got to take care of it. And the flourishing of your spiritual life is going to be connected to the flourishing of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you kind of dip into that in number two. Um, you know, a lot of times kind of the temptation can be, well, I'll take care of my soul to the detriment of my body. Yeah, yeah. That's a kind of um, dualism hmm. that has kind of entered into uh, the uh, pe- uh, people's personal spirituality. And it's a persistent problem in the history of the Church. But Aquinas put it best that, you know, we shouldn't look at uh, our, our body as a bottle. And in that kind of bottle is your soul as if, you know, it's contained within you. But the soul contains the whole body. So, uh, you know, in order for your soul to flourish, your body's got to flourish, too. They're, they're in an integral reality. You say the work of building up one's soul is not properly accomplished at the expense of the body, as if the body is the enemy of the soul. We, we, we see this in the culture today. It's another heresy uh, that's poked up. Kind of the body and soul are in competition with each other. Yeah, no, that's never going to work. And, and look, at, look at what we believe about Jesus, in which a, a divine and a human nature share kind of communion with one another in friendship, in, in, in solidarity with one another, not in antagonism. And there's a kind of—that's a good reference point for understanding your own body and soul, that the spiritually integrated person, not, your soul is not at war with your body, but they come to friendship with one another. You say soul and body should flourish together, and what we do for our soul and body should be for the benefit of both. So number one, we have uh, your body is mission of the seven principles on health and fitness from a Catholic priest. Number two, your soul contains your body, which you spoke about. Number three, this is this is my biggest struggle. Uh, I'm Italian. Eat to live, don't live to eat. Everything centers around food. Yeah, you know, much of life centers around food. A lot of our friendship, our fellowship with one another centers, centers around a good meal, and that's great, and, and I believe that God wants it that way. 
However, we, we suffer from a predicament, particularly in affluent cultures, in which there's no scarcity of food. So it's always abundance, abundance, abundance. And that's problematic because our bodies aren't meant to take that much. Our bodies really need a kind of measured approach to nutrition. And so you can't be feasting all the time. At times, you, you, you've got to fast. And so the, the principle, a really good operative principle, is you eat to live, don't live to eat. Don't make food the center and reason for your existence, because when you do that, food becomes an idol. It becomes a false god. Fitting right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> you say that uh, this means quite often we should be willing to eat a less desirous menu option. I'm, I'm assuming you, you're talking about the salad there. Well, right. You know, the thing is, those green vegetables were made by God to keep you healthy. Hmm. Look at it that way. I mean, it's a simple way to look look at it, but not everything you eat has to be ultimately pleasurable to your palate. Sometimes you get to choose to eat something because you know, no, this is good. This has good stuff in it, and this is something really that God wants me to eat. Yeah. Hey, you also talk about the less satisfying portion size, um, and and of course, all of this friends goes back to, and this is just so important. It goes back to kind of feeding the soul in a lot of ways. What it means and how it is that we can uh, it, have a, a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus in our life. We're talking to Father Steve Gruno right now on the seven principles for health and fitness. Uh, he's a Catholic priest, and he's just you know he stays in shape. I know you you post a lot of stuff on Facebook. I love following you on your Facebook because I mean you, you show that this. This is something, as you said before, that is so important, even for those that are uh, that are Catholic, even for those that take their faith seriously. Again, taking care of the body, not to the detriment of the soul. Number four, feasting is for feast days. Do you got a cheat day? <laughs> My cheat days are usually in sync with a liturgical day. Love so a, a, a feast day of the church is, is what I look for to say, okay, this is where I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit or, or where I'm going to have a, a little bit more food or a really good dessert. What do you cheat with? What, what do you have? What kind of food? What's your cheat food? I'd say they're, they're cookies. Oh. Cookies would be the thing that I would eat. Oh, um, but uh, I'm not an ice cream guy. It would, no. be the, it would be the cookies. You're making me hungry. <laughs> but you, this is funny because a lot of times people have that that cheat day, maybe a Friday or a Saturday. They're going to go out with friends. You again have have put this in sync with the Catholic liturgical calendar. Yeah, yeah. You know, limit your consumption of these rich and tasty foods to those days that the church is celebrating a feast or a solemnity. What's your you know, biggest it, feast day that you that you cheat on? Well, it, it's, it would be like the big feast days of the church, like a Christmas. Uh, but like some of the feast days of Our Lady, mm. um, I'll, I'll have a little bit, uh, a little bit extra, or have a treat because you know that's kind of all of it. That's our that's our mom's day, yeah. so uh, <laughs> enjoy it. I love this. Uh, number five, we've kind of dipped into this already too. Prefer the foods that God creates. I, I guess I didn't even think of it that way. God has created this food, uh, it, you know, the the good stuff to be able to help us, to be able to to nourish us, body and soul. Yeah, you know, that we live in a culture that has processed a lot of food, and it's good. I mean, it makes food available. It makes it convenient. And, and you can't just take that completely out of your diet. Um, most people can't. Uh, but we can't limit the amount of processed foods we eat. And then it, when you do that, limit the amount of processed foods, limit the amount, especially of soda that you drink, you're going to find a very positive uh, health benefit to that. And I think that that happens because God's indicating something to you. There's certain types of foods that he wants us to eat, and he wants to eat what's natural, what he's created. 
Number six, this is the one I don't have a problem with. I, I got my workout time every single day. I take a day off normally every uh, seven to ten days. But to get moving is what you say. Yeah, get moving. Uh, your body has been created physiologically for motion. Uh, it, motion does good things for the body. And, and, and you don't have to run a marathon uh, every week or every day. But choose to walk. If you can walk to the store, if you can park your car farther when you get to the store or the bank and walk, uh, it's a great health benefit uh, to you. You know, Bishop Barron is a great walker. Hmm. He can, you know, people can barely keep up with him. So, so he's probably the, my great model here of the body in motion because he's always in motion, and uh, he's bringing us all along with us, and we struggle to keep up with him, but we're getting better and better as we do that. Yeah. They say sitting is the new smoking. I think that that's correct. I mean, we've created a very sedentary culture, so you really got to uh, be intentional about movement. Yeah. You say create opportunities in the course of a day to get moving. I think that's that's so important uh, because, again, we can find ourselves at a desk. And, you know, really, like it or not, I listen, I when I travel, and, and my listeners know I'm on the road a lot, I, I feel like when I'm traveling, I, I'm sitting more than I'm walking. Of course, I, I get to where I need to go, the right terminal at the airport. But, you know, just the other day I drove seven hours in the car from one engagement to another, and I thought to myself, I got there. I just spent seven hours sitting down. I got out to get yeah. gas, but, you know, I spent three hours on the plane and, you know, 10 minutes walking from terminal to terminal. So, you know, you right. really got to, even in the midst of whatever it is we're doing, find those opportunities to get moving. You've mentioned airports, and that's a good thing, that you're sitting for so long. Don't take the escalator, take the stairs. Mm. Don't get on the kind of movable walkway, but walk yourself. Getting out of the plane and off the plane. Don't just sit in the chair when you're waiting for your flight. Stand up. Um, so it's like little adjustments like that that ultimately kind of add up in the course of the year and have a great health benefit. I knew I'd paint myself into a corner here. Now now, now <laughs> i got to take the stairs. Great. It's uh, an easy fix, John. It's just an easy fix. You're right. You're you right. Choose I, don't do even do the, I don't even do the escalator. I do the elevator. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, number seven, and this is, this is great um, because this actually helped me because I, I would just get on that treadmill and I would just like run, and pretty soon what was happening was I was just burning calories. Uh, and, you know, and then I just kind of fill them back up. It was just kind of this, this rotation. I wasn't really working any other muscles. You say lift something. You know, get moving, but also your body's full of muscles. And those muscles are meant to pick things up. They're meant to help you to move. They're, they're, they're meant to be active. So your muscular strength is going to be a sign of your overall fitness. And physiologically, your body works well when you've got a certain measure of muscle mass to it. Uh, that's something that, that's kind of like now a, a given in health and fitness. So do something. If it's your body weight, uh, if, if, if it's a light weight, if you're not really in good shape, but do something to, to, to make sure that your muscles are engaged in the course of the day. So if someone's listening to this right now, they're inspired, they want to kind of get their, their body and their soul back into, that, uh, back into shape, where do, you, where do you start? I think that, you know, my principles are kind of structured, so that, that's a good way to start. you got two spiritual principles at the beginning. Your body's for mission, and your soul contains your body. Come to terms with those truths in prayer. Hmm. Uh, that's the really place to begin, because we're talking about conversion here. We're talking about look, seeing and looking and doing things differently. That's what conversion is. The second thing is adjust your dietary habits. Um, uh, take those those uh, next two prin principles, three and four, or, or next three principles, three, four, and five, and really apply them 
Uh, look at the way that you eat and, and change that habit, change that pattern of behavior. And then the last two is, is the exercise component. Get moving and lift something. So the moving thing comes first. That's going to have a positive physical benefit. After that, you know what? Try to master the push-up uh, in terms of lifting something. Uh, try to do that. Um, and that's a really kind of basic exercise that everybody can learn how to do. And uh, start there. And your body kind of kicks in. Your God has made your body to do that. As soon as you choose these healthier ways of living and acting and eating and exercising, your body kicks in. And as you mentioned at the beginning in your testimony, your life changes. It does. Uh, Father Steve Gruno, uh, where can people um, find more information about you? Well, they can go to wordonfire.org. Uh, and there's plenty of uh, blog posts uh, and articles that I've written about the spiritual life. So uh, go to wordonfire.org and you can search my name and you can find all the things I wrote about. And there's a lot more resources, too, because that's Bishop Barron's main digital portal. Yes, a priest, seven principles for health and fitness. I always enjoy the conversation with you, Father. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, John. I was so glad to be with you today. Awesome. So there you have it, friends, the seven principles for health and fitness from a priest who practices this on a daily basis. Folks, this is an issue... I think we really must be attentive to. And I realize just how difficult it is for so many people. It's been difficult for me. It continues to be difficult for me. But one thing that I started doing that has helped is I I ask God for help. Ask him for the grace to take care of your body and your soul. God wants you to feel better physically and spiritually more than you do, friends. More than you do. Thanks for tuning in today. Make sure to listen to this and all the other episodes at Your Catholic Life Podcast. I'm John Linetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Friends, be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.